Uh, how long did it take you to read this book? Um, it depends. Do you mean the first few times I started trying to read it, or the time that I just like finally sat down and listened to the whole thing on audio? So you're saying it didn't take for you initially? It was really hard for me to like get into the groove. It took me actually hearing a, a woman reading it with the proper accent and everything, and being like, "Okay, I get the cadence of this. I get, I get how it's going." I can see that just because it is so thoroughly entrenched in, uh, like British slang. Oh, is it? Very is it? I hadn't noticed. No. <laughs> is it entrenched in British slang? What what book are we talking about? This entrenched in British slang. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Phil. <laughs> and Christy. And uh, this is Pizza Toast, a podcast where we talk about girl. Uh, <laughs> We Sounds stranger and stranger. Talk about teen girl, more mm-hmm. or less. Uh, Usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yes. literary teen. The, the literary teen is yes. a good descriptor. When are we going to branch out to boys? Oh, psh, we've got so much girl to, to, to get through first. <laughs> so we're talking about the late Louise Renaissance uh, Georgia Nicholson books. That's yeah. What we're yeah. Specifically, we are talking about Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. There is only one thong in this book. I want to point that out. Yeah, I think it's the concept of thongs that kind of drive her to distraction. Yeah, which I get because they are very confusing. I mean, there are specific contexts in which they make a lot of sense, but the sense, the what they're used in this book, it does not make a, a lot of sense. So Now, what do you know about Louise Renison? Nothing. I oh. knew nothing about her until today. Today, <laughs> at which point I learned a lot about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, she's she's like a, a like she did a one woman show that sounded very funny, actually. right? Which exists as a TV special that I cannot find. Oh, if you find it, let's do a bonus episode. I searched for that thing high and low. It was filmed for the BBC. And mm. but as part of like just a TV series, and each week there would be like a different thing. So they, I think it was called Stevie Wonder Touched My Face. Yes, that was what it was called. And it was kind of the thing. She's a she's a, a a writer and a performer, and she it was a one woman show. And it kind of is the thing that gave her her like her first big like introduction to the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she wrote this book and mm-hmm. then she wrote nine more of these yeah and then she and then she sadly passed away in yeah, uh, 26 uh, fairly young too yeah, yeah. 64 years old mm-hmm. so this is a <laughs> sorry i borrowed a friend of the podcast uh cassandra's book and it does say property of cassie mm. in in here i've never once heard heard them called cassie i will be doing that <laughs> at uh, the earliest opportunity but yeah a friend of mine mentioned that, sh- uh, that they thought this would be a good fit for the podcast mm. and i can see why well, i can my, see why, why mine used to belong to kayla k a i l a gat i oh, think kayla. Kayla, gat. So kayla if you're listening out there and you're like oh, i wish i still had my copy of oh i'm sorry uh considering where i bought this from oi i wish i still add me copy of <laughs> the fab confessions of georgia nicholson volume one uh, i have it kayla i own it now this is a yeah this is a solid british i got this from like a uk bookseller that rules uh, yeah i borrowed <laughs> it from a friend who's a big fan uh this is one of the only books I've come across that uh, that isn't like a deep 
a, like a, or a hard like sci-fi or fantasy that has like a glossary <laughs> in case you get confused. Uh, the only other time I remember seeing this in a teen slash tween slash like a not young reader, like middle grade book. It was an adaptation of the movie Clueless, <laughs> which I uh, was d- delighted to remember. Of it's, course, <laughs> it's rather clockwork orangey in its in its slang, in the sense that uh, Louise Renison made up a lot of this slang for for yeah. her character. I there were a lot of things that I just knew already, just mm-hmm. because you know you consume British culture when you're an American. You, you need a you need a little break, but. She kept referring to one of the characters as wet. Mm-hmm. And my decision that I made early on was, I'm not looking at this glossary enough until I am done with this book. Yeah. So I can go back and be like, aha. Ah. And that was my favorite aha. Wet. I think I've heard the expression wet before. So, uh, I mean, it's similar to the way we say someone's all wet. like Or like as a drip. Yeah, that was they're what a real was drip. kind of what she's getting yeah. at. Yeah. But uh, there, are, there are some words that I was just like, uh, like uh, a swizz. I had never. Yeah, heard that's that. nothing. No, there's um, a lot of them that are just nothing, uh, and then there are some that she really didn't need to define, but I'm glad she did because it's funny. Yeah, so yeah, uh, and plus, I bet if a young American and this, the glossary only exists, of course, in the American editions, uh, which is funny because it's a substantial little bit of writing. It is, and it, ex- and it exists in it, every book, and it gives you a pretty good gauge of the character if you were to read that first then nothing she said in the ensuing pages would shock you yeah this is a good sampling Uh, of her voice so this book this book this book it's about georgia Mm -hmm. georgia is 14 uh georgia is a very normal 14 year old except for all the ways in which she is not a normal 14 year old uh, this and is, this, this, yeah. I think this might be our first book of a truly, uh, a truly uh, unreliable narrator. Yes, yes, she is an unreliable narrator. Uh, the Princess Diaries is like the easiest thing to compare it to right now, mm-hmm. since we just read it, and it's the same format. But this, this character, <laughs> in contrast with Mia, she's infinitely more interesting <laughs> she is also like unhinged in a way that none of our protagonists have been before she's borderline psychopathic uh <laughs> she, she she seems to care not a bit for anyone but herself except maybe her little sister that was something I, I actually really liked. So she lives with her parents who she does not respect and does not care for. No. <laughs> Especially her father. Really not a fan of her father. And uh, her little sister, Libby, who's three. Right. And Libby will like climb into bed with her at night. Uh, she takes care of Libby. She takes her on walks to the park and that sort of thing. It's very sweet, actually. Like It is the best part of her personality. Everything yes. else. Kind of not great. She also loves her cat, Angus. And I've noticed something about these books. There's always a cat that's, like, got a personality. But unlike (laughs) Fat Louie, Angus is violent and everybody hates him. I really like Angus. Uh, They they found him on a trip to Loch Lomond, where I've been. So I was really excited about that. Did you find a cat there? I didn't, which is disappointing. And even if I had, I don't think I could bring it back here. Right. I don't think it's allowed. 
No, and also I was on a school trip, so even <laughs> if I found a way, there wasn't. I going bet. To. I bet Georgia Nicholson would have brought a cat back from a school trip. She, oh, she absolutely would have. She yeah. also like rolled her beret up and pinned it to the sides of her head, so no one could tell it was there. There's so many weird details in this book that she just squeezes in, like you would not notice them if you weren't paying very close attention. You might say this book is nothing but weird details because the plot, as it is, is loose at best and spoilers that carries on through the rest of these books don't have a beginning a middle and an end they end only to pick up immediately afterwards in the ne- the next book is just like a sentence later and it's like so what was i saying oh yeah so good there's a there is no plot uh it's just like a series of events that occur over the course of a school year mm-hmm. for uh for our plucky heroine georgia now we had talked you had talked about how the princess diaries were a little spicy a little spicy spicy because they <laughs> they dared address the subject of teen teen sexuality just a little bit they hinted around the edges of it you got the sense in the princess diaries that maybe there'd been some kissing going on uh how does that stand in the confessions of george nicholson say i i think i know what you're getting at here (laughs) these books are unabashedly horny like there is like this book is not raunchy per se and it still treats the idea of sex in a very humorous way i would say because she doesn't know what she's doing she's 14 she kisses a lot of boys in this book Mm -hmm. like Certainly more than I kissed by the time I was like 19 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, and, yeah. Uh, and 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 you. one thing that I think Louise Renison does really well by making Georgia so unhinged is this is a girl undergoing a massive hormone surge. Like definitely, there, there, her body. I mean, her body is changing at a at an alarming rate to her. She notices like just the changes her body is going through, and she doesn't see them as scary. She sees them as an affront to good taste, her own sensibilities. Like everything offends this girl. Something I like about her body image issues is they aren't. It is not the uh, weight related ones which are so i mean those are here Mm -hmm. don't worry we still critique people who are overweight that's fine of course we're gonna do that but that being said she never attacks herself in that way it's all about her nose it's all about like where did these breasts come from and what can i do about them Mm -hmm. it's it's much much funnier and it feels more lighthearted. there is a bit where she and all of her friends rate each other's features on a scale of one to ten that is both like the most relatable element of the book and the most egregious, like the most awful. It's hard to get a it's hard to get a grasp on what Georgia actually looks like because we only get it no through idea. her we only get it through her prism and she seems to be attractive to a lot of the boys. However, these aren't just horny teenage boys who are probably attracted to any girl who looks at them. So it's really just hard to tell like what this girl looks like. Which is fine. Because so, <laughs> there are three boys total that she ends up kissing by the end of this book. We have uh, the guy who gives kissing lessons, which you and I have already <laughs> discussed. Is... The guy who has a really large mouth and that is all they talk about with him. And then the sex god, who we don't know about his prowess yet, but we know that they love making out. They make out a lot. They snog a they lot. Sn- oh, there's... So the title, of course, is Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. And... Yes. The titles of her books are all just like 
she randomly will grab a sentence out of the book, I mean, and just slap it on the cover. That is literally it. So this book isn't just about Angus and, th- as you said, thongs <laughs> are mentioned once. Thongs are mentioned once. Angus gets a lot of... Uh... A lot of pages devoted to him. And full frontal snogging is mentioned once, and it just seems to be like you're just facing each other and kissing a lot. Yeah, the more accurate thing would be to use like the the kissing... Yeah. The kissing chart that they have, which is maybe my favorite page, which is different numbers assigned to different apps. So, that, do you, can, would you fill us in on the kissing chart? Yeah, I will. Uh, you might need to cut oh. out me trying <laughs> to find it. Well, as you get to the kissing chart, I do want to address the kissing lessons. There's a boy who, uh, what is his name? Uh, which Peter? Boy? Peter. I think it's Peter. I think it's Peter, who is known throughout the school. And they're in high school, uh, or whatever mm-hmm. you call it in in england like chips and egg i don't know what you call high school uh oh by the way chips did throw me every time oh. even though i have been to london like i have heard some of these words used as common parlance and i was still like what's happening how is this possible chips uh, uh there's this boy and he's known throughout school as the boy who gives kissing lessons and you wh- what you do is you go to his house and you line up and he will invite you in and take you up to his bedroom and teach you uh, how to kiss. Uh, like any young girl who who wants to go in. He's a young guy. He's a young kid. Like he's a yeah, he's a he's not like old and maybe fifteen or, or sixteen. He's yeah. not. No, it's it's not like an adult doing this. And it's and it's not like some guy just taking advantage of girls. He literally gives you kiss. He's like, okay, let's uh, let's start focusing a little bit more on pressure now. A little bit more on, and you walk away knowing how to kiss. <laughs> And uh, Georgia ends up dating him right. briefly. Unexpected. Go to the the, the movies together. Uh, I, I suppose in part because their kissing lesson goes as well as it does. Uh, mm-hmm. He seems uh, he seems instructive. Like it's kind of wholesome. Like yeah. it doesn't. It's not that gross, which is really odd. And Georgia points out to her best friend Jazz that it sounds like sex work. And she's like, "No, but you don't have to pay." Right. It's <laughs> just, just instructional. So here's our scoring system for kissing. Kissing and so on from one to ten. Mm-hmm. One, holding hands. Two, arm around. Three, good night kiss. Four, kiss lasting over three minutes without a breath. And I'm going to put a pin in that one. Uh, five, open mouth kissing. Six, tongues. Seven, upper body fondling outdoors. Eight, <laughs> upper body fondling indoors. In bed, parenthetical. Nine, below waist activity. And ten, the full Monty. So... I have notes. Uh, over three <laughs> minutes without a breath, it, it, you're not opening your mouth. What is going on? Uh, it sounds absurd, but if you if you if you flash back to 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 adolescence, you remember that that's possible. <laughs> like that seemingly is possible. It's absolutely possible. Also, open mouths but no tongue. That that gives me pause too. You're just yeah. opening your mouth. There's nothing happening. Anyway, uh, really good. There's another part where Jazz is yelling. Uh, to her mother. Jazz is and her, her best boy- friend who is yes. a little dim. She's not bright, but she doesn't like she seems sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. she uh she has to do penance to Georgia when she wrongs Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia seems like a terrible best friend. Georgia is the Lily Moskovitz in this situation. She really is. <laughs> she kind of is Lily Moskovitz in a lot of ways, which I don't hate. I don't hate it. I told you, like, she's not a role model, but she's a jerk, and I love her. Yeah. Like, she's <laughs> so mean, and I love her. 
But Jazz at one point is yelling uh, in her house to her mother and her boyfriend about the kissing scale and how far they got on the kissing scale, like how far uh, Georgia and the sex god got. And she gets very embarrassed by that. Yeah, Jazz has no filter. She, if Georgia calls her and is like, I need you to ask your your brother something, Jazz will just yell it across the house and the whole family will get involved. And it happens Mm -hmm. every single time throughout the series. And Georgia never, never learns. And she always gets furious at Jazz and they always stop being friends for a few chapters. Oh, by the way, she's popular. Like, I think that's worth noting. Like, there's not a lot of, like, there is awkwardness around boys to some extent here, but she has boyfriends, and Georgia has a lot of friends. Yeah, she has a gang called, like, the like Aces, I think? Or yes, the, yeah. yes. Uh, she has a gang of girls that she hangs out with, and they're all pretty good friends. Uh, they pick mm-hmm. on each other, and they fight, and they squabble, but they they have each other's backs, more or less. <laughs> Well, she hits one in the face with a tennis ball at one point, and her glasses like almost break yeah. in half. And Georgia does not <laughs> apologize. Georgia has a giggle fit that lasts the rest of the day. Georgia's really good at tennis, by the way. That's something that happens. And hockey. You find out she's she's also very good at uh, at field hockey. But um, she doesn't want anyone to think she's a lesbian, so she has to downplay. So <laughs> that's a big part of the book in places as well. Uh, I don't love that. I'm no, not, a, not not on board is, with that. I will say that this is what, what year was this published? Uh, 1990, 1999. This exactly book is, the time when that was the funniest thing ever. This book is very late nineties in its attitude towards. I won't say homosexuality. I will say lesbians in general. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It's good for a la- a larf mate and. <laughs> Your your gym teacher is clearly a lesbian because she makes you take a shower. Like that's a big part of her relationship. Uh, I do I do love uh, I love the bit when she tries to become a lesbian at one point mm-hmm. by looking at a woman on television, and it does not work for her. Yeah, this is the, these are not kids who have a good vocabulary, uh, a good relationship with with uh, with gender or or alt, like uh, anything besides heterosexual sexuality. But small school in a in a wherever England in the nineteen nineties, like mm-hmm. it's you know, and reflecting Louise Renison's experiences, she says in interviews, she is Georgia, like this is her, uh, her attitudes, her her mouth, everything about her. In fact. When she would do interviews, her mom would say, please don't tell people this is based on real life. And she's like, this is all based on real life. This is literally my childhood and my family and my friends. That does not reflect well on her mother. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't get it's... any better. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the other like plot threads in this book is that her father is moving to New Zealand and perhaps the family will join him eventually. Mm. Uh and uh, at the end of the book, she's going to go visit New Zealand or something. Right. I don't know. Because the father and can't it, get work. He's He, he loses right. his job. And the family's, her parents are very nice people. Uh, mm-hmm. They are they are very patient with her. They are very compassionate and very like, under. I mean, her father is, she hates everything her father says. Everything her father says is a very dad thing to say. And he jokes a lot. He makes fun of her a lot, but in that sort of daddy way. But she, not daddy way, in that sort of dad I knew, way. I knew it. She, uh, she takes violent offense to everything he does. She also very, very much 
actually loves him, but does not want, like, is suppressing that at all costs. Because when he calls from New Zealand, she says something about uh, how it makes her want to cry to talk to him. Right. She misses him. But but uh, feeling that way makes her angry. Yes, so angry. But her mother, the second her father uh, leaves for New Zealand decides to get a room redone and the person she hires is like a super handsome dude who Georgia also notices is a super handsome dude. He must be pretty great looking. Yeah, and who has to come over a lot for a lot of consultations about redoing the room. Yeah, and they start going out and it becomes obvious that that's what's going on. Yeah. And apparently you said this gets more blatant as the series goes on. Uh, I've only read the second book, but mm-hmm. this the, the, the interior decorator gets replaced by the local doctor in the second book. Uh, you know what? Great. Who looks like <laughs> Good George <for> Clooney. So. <laughs> of course he does. 1999 George Clooney. So <laughs> He's got that Caesar cut. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that ER thing going on. There's not a, there's not really a lot to say about the plot though because there's not much of one. We have kissing coach, we have second boyfriend well, who looks like Mick Jagger. The, what happens is Jazz is interested in a in a grocery boy. Uh yes, Ted. Tom. Tom? <laughs> Ted? Tom? Tom, I think. Uh boy who works at the local market and she takes Georgia there basically to be her wingman and mm-hmm. Georgia then sees Robbie who is Ted or Tom's Ted Ted and Tom it should be in the very beginning of the book it's the first thing that happens I found him I found him his name is Tom Tom okay great Uh, (laughs) Robbie is Tom's older brother and he is referred to from then on almost exclusively as SG or sex god and he becomes he becomes Georgia's goal basically if Georgia Mm -hmm. if there's any arc through this book it's Georgia trying to land the sex god but the sex god is dating Lindsay, who wet, is wet. Wet Lindsay, who only is known as wet Lindsay. This is not this is not to be confused with P Green Natalie. Oh, I don't even remember that poor so, girl's name, yeah. Georgia is in her internal monologue at least, is cruel about everyone's appearance. And she's so mean to women. Yes. She hates other women. <laughs> oh boy. God forbid you have any body part that is not uh model perfect in her eyes yeah, it's so crazy because she'll pick out the oddest things like mm-hmm. uh, like all she refers to Lindsay as all ears literally at one point which is pretty funny this book's really funny yes <laughs> i laughed a lot <laughs> it's pretty mean-spirited but it is yeah, oh, it definitely. is amusing uh Lindsay, who is by all accounts uh, not Lindsay, uh 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 jazz Jazz, mm-hmm. who is by all accounts a just lovely young girl who she seems normal, uh, who has yeah. a lovely relationship with her lovely boyfriend, because uh, she ends up dating the grocery boy. Uh, yeah, it's and, cute. And who people acknowledge is a lovely young girl, just as far as Georgia is concerned, has a has a, a wide bottom and a weird face. And why would anybody find her attractive? <laughs> Maybe because she's nice. I don't know. <laughs> but we do find out that the sex god uh, like falls for Georgia on site. And it's probably because she's insane. Like at the end, yeah. he says something about how weird she is and how interested he is in her because of this. Yeah uh she's she's a goof and she's got a good sense of humor around people like she's funny she's a funny person Mm -hmm. like if you're with her and she's not trying to impress you uh she's funny unfortunately she also believes that guys don't like funny girls so she tries to keep her humor yeah but she uh that uh, that facade breaks here and there particularly it seems like 
she is fairly normal around Robbie by the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Robbie is dating this girl, Lindsay, who's perfectly nice. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay is much more invested in the relationship than Robbie. All these boys are dirtbags except for yeah. Tom. Like, these are just a whole bunch of dirtbag teens. He, I think, is in particular because he's like, what, 17 or 18? And he's really right. into this 14-year-old. Yeah. And that becomes an issue. Uh, for like I, a page. It becomes right. an issue for like a page. As the, as the stories progress, it's still an issue. He's not yeah. comfortable with it. He thinks it's weird that he's as old as he is and she's 14 turning 15. So at the end of this book, he says, like, I don't think we should go together because you're as much younger than I am as you are. Uh, But she's just too charming for him to turn down. She's way too charming. They're together at the end of the book after he has kissed her before breaking up with Lindsay, which is great on his part. Well, you know, high school kids. I don't, that's the thing, like, I because I want to say, like, he was cheating on her, but really, they're all just dumb kids. They're all so dirtbag kids. It's not, like, premeditated <laughs> or anything. You, you, Renison does an amazing job at conveying that sense of just out-of-control hormones, of, <laughs> of these kids have almost no ability to control anything they do or say and they're also not supervised well so these kids i was gonna say the adults in this book have no idea what they're doing with these children yeah this is almost the ice storm as far as like the parents are concerned (laughs) they do not know where the kids are ever uh georgia could 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 sit on a on on an electric guardrail and die in the middle of a frozen road and no one would know true it's very true it's very like everything is exaggerated Mm -hmm. and everything is a lot of fun to read about where you're it is also fairly cringe inducing yeah uh, a number of times uh I, I really am uncomfortable with how she treats her best friend. Like, it, it's rough. <laughs> Mostly because you're a good person and an adult. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, I, I can't I can't judge her too harshly right. too often. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason the book is as cringy as it gets is because there's a little bit of all of us inside her. We, mm-hmm. we remember being those inconsiderate, crappy teenagers like i thought that mia in the princess diaries was a little like self-centered and i just wish she would just like get over herself at times and then i read this and i was like (laughs) oh wait no mia's got it pretty well together what i love louise renison does a weird almost twist in this book where it starts off with georgia being like "Ugh, my life is terrible i'm unattractive i went to a party once and i dressed as a giant cocktail olive i thought it was a good idea so she sort of has that kind of like typical teen girl first person i'm just a big old loser Mm -hmm. who hates my body thing going on but then it quickly is like she's like Wait, no, this girl has friends, she's good at sports, she's going after guys, and you're like, oh, no, she's kind of setting us up, and then just building on that as it goes along. It turns immediately, Mm because you have, like, also, that's the the first time uh, she critiques Jazz's body, Yes, (laughs) and you're like, okay, so she's not... She's comfortable enough in her own skin that she is going to make fun of everyone else. Yeah. So we have that going for her. I would rather... Okay, so like I I kind of stalled out on the fourth Princess Diaries when I was reading them again. Yeah. 
I think I'd rather spend more time with Georgia now, especially as we were talking about this. These books take like an hour to read. Oh, they are. Get down to it. They are thick, but the print is large and it's huge. And it'll be like, so the, the, what I really find weird about this is, and we, you and I kind of talked a little bit about this off mic was that the conceit is that she's keeping a diary, Mm -hmm. a confessional. (laughs) But Uh, is she? It is. Most of these entries are like one sentence long. Some of them happen in the middle of conversations she's having with people or in the middle of a sports match. She'll be like, oh, just scored another point. Good for me. Next entry. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a little rough. And I'm like, what are you doing running off the field and like filling it in your diary? <laughs> this is the this is a single page. 530 p.m. 630 p.m. 7, 715, 930. Yeah. And none of these is longer than. Two sentences. Here's one. Eight o'clock p.m. Jazz phoned. Everyone is talking about you. It's brilliant. Eight thirty p.m. I am cock of the walk. Oh, and then she goes into not understanding what cock of the walk means. <laughs> Which uh, is fair. Then midnight. Yes. Saturday. <laughs> that was two- my. Yeah. That's my absolute favorite one. Uh. Oh, yeah, Robbie is in a band called the Stiff Dillons, which I yeah, think that's a is good name. <laughs> a perfect name for a band. I don't know what it means or why. I don't either, but it's a good name. The Stiff Dillons. It's hard to come up with a legitimate sounding fake band name. They usually sound too jokey. The Stiff Dillons is just right. It reminds me uh, uh, in Wayne's World how there's, I mean, curse word, there's a band called the Shitty Beatles, mm-hmm. which is a that's really right. funny band name. Yeah, I think Meatloaf is the one who says it the first time you hear it too, which makes it much better. Right, yeah. right. No, this is a this is a this is a fun book. Everything in that happens is goofy. She wears a face mask at one point, and it stiffens on her face. And her diary entry is written as if she can't talk. It doesn't make any sense. Because it's funny. This is why any decision that was made in this book is funny. So what else happens in this book? Uh, Angus runs oh, yeah. away at the end. Doesn't really run away so much as like goes on a wander because he does that a lot. And Robbie is the one who finds him. Mm-hmm. Robbie says, oh, yeah, I know you like him, which is the most romantic thing that a teen boy can possibly say to a teen girl. Uh, well, because in order to even get Angus, you you risk life and limb. Yeah, he's a monster. Like yeah. they, they claim he is half Scottish wildcat, half mm-hmm. tabby, but really he just sounds like an awful feral cat that never got social. He's a feral cat. Uh, the next door neighbors hate him because he's always picking on their dog. Oh, Fair. should we mention Elvis, the groundskeeper at the school, who apparently <laughs> I don't know if I want <laughs> who apparently posed in adult magazines, which yes. Georgia and Jazz find in his shed that they break into. Which... Why is oh by the way they do some illegal things in this book? It's oh great. yeah, and get very <laughs> offended when they get caught. Yeah, they uh, they snoop on Lindsay. They like stalk her basically. Yeah. Oh, they no. say they're stalking her. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking in her window, and they keep acting uh, for her neighbor's sake, like they're surprising their friend. <laughs> they're just, Which like, is great, having a laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then as Georgia is commenting on Lindsay's naked body, because yeah, they happens. are spying on her changing clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're awful. It's good. Uh, If I found out my child was doing this, I would punish her forever. I was going to ask, actually, about that. Would you let Mitzi read this book? Oh, yeah, of course. She would love this book. She'd find it hilarious. (laughs) uh, It's, it's, it's. 
Well, I mean, maybe in a couple of years, like maybe that was she, what I was thinking. She's like, like a, I, yeah. I, I think if I like a ten-year-old, maybe not so much. No. But like, if you were George's age, I think you'd get a kick out of this. And, right? Like, it's like naughty, and it has it some naughty stuff going on. But in a way that's like, I I'm a little. I was a little like, oh my goodness. But if I was a kid, <laughs> I would be like, this is yeah, this is right up my alley. This is the stuff I'm thinking about right now. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't shy away from saying vagina. Like mm-hmm. it just, it just says it. And you're like, oh, this is obviously one of the most or more banned books in uh, school libraries. So, uh, and challenge could not books, be I more, say. or could, could not be less surprised by this yeah. information. Like, this, yeah, it, yeah, it makes everything else. I mean, a lot of what we've read is squeaky clean, mm-hmm. but it makes everything else look like baby stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of those books too that as I'm reading it, I am annoyed by it. As I think about it, I am delighted by it. <laughs> yeah, the more so I was reading it on the subway also, and I have the paper copy rather than an ebook, so everyone could see me reading this yeah. book. And I just I just feel like that's worth noting. I was on there for like an like two hours, and everyone saw me doing yeah. this. So there's probably some like, Craigslist mis- misconnections about this. I'm sure at least one person was like, I relate to you right now. But at any rate, like... It- oh, she speaks yeah. in a weird dialect that she's made up for herself. So she'll say, mm-hmm. mucho excitamundo. Uh, <laughs> she'll make up these like very... And, and it gets more and more extreme as the books go along. Like, there'll be whole sentences where she's like just making up slang. And people are like, what? Like, it's... It's clearly I do something like when she just throws a French word in out of nowhere. Yeah, and she's smart, but mm-hmm. not as smart as she thinks. Yes, but it's she a very is, common teen thing. But yeah. she is knowledge. Like she knows certain things. She's not a. She's a bad student. Is I guess the best way to put it. And all of her <laughs> teachers hate her. Uh, because she's a horrible student and very mean to her teachers. My absolute favorite thing is when she feels triumphant. This is maybe my favorite uh, single event in the book, and it is another one of those tossed-off details that you won't notice if you're not paying attention. She, for her French test, learns the word rabbit mm-hmm. and uses it in every answer <laughs> and gets an 85 because she is using it properly, yeah. but she's using it over and over again. And I got to say, when I did my fluency test in, in German uh, in like my fourth year of taking it, I didn't not use this strategy. Like if you knew a few words, you would just use them over and over again because yeah. you sound like you know what you're talking about. And I was like... 20 when i did that <laughs> so also this is a this is very 1999 because this is a teenage girl getting the opportunity to go to new zealand at the end and as far as she is concerned that is a punishment and new zealand is a backwater full of yokels and she is not shy about letting everyone reading this know that new zealand is the worst possible corner of the world this is, I mean, this is a pre-Lord of the Rings yep. <laughs> and uh, and Flight of the Concords era. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't exposed to the artistic genius of New Zealand at this point. Yeah, because uh, she, uh, she, she's just, she, she's just referring to like her father just tromping around in the mud, and and uh, that might very well be what he's doing. Yeah, I'm not really sure. You you learn a little bit more in the in the next in the next little bit of the of the series, but. Uh, 
But yeah, she's not keen on the idea of going to New Zealand no. uh, or anywhere. There's so much. No, there's so much to discuss in this book that we didn't even mention that she has a cousin who tries to kiss her. At one she point. has a cousin who is aggressively into her and she is not <laughs> having it. Thank God. I really like that. She just immediately dismisses it out of hand. She, uh, she makes it clear that she's not going to reciprocate and that it is never mentioned again. Um, it comes back up. But uh, does she once mention, is her grandfather in this book? It's her uncle. Oh, OK, her grandfather then doesn't show up till book two. Uh, no. He's a he's a character. Uh, but she does oh, have this uncle. Wait. He's weird. Uh, he has a motorcycle with a sidecar, yeah. which I like. I yeah. like this idea. <laughs> Everyone in this book is very indulgent to Georgia. They they just sort of roll yeah. their eyes and go with it. Uh, they pick on her because they know it aggravates her. Her little sister is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's three, so she's most she's a toddler. Uh, she could talk. She obviously because three, it would be a little. You know, yeah. Like I met, I uh, hung out with a two year old recently, relatively recently, and I forgot that they can talk so much already. Oh at that point. wow! I figured you would remember that because. Uh, because uh, you can make babies laugh. I can make babies. You were born with a very special gift. <laughs> very good at making babies laugh. Uh, <laughs> but, no, but her little sister is also very snotty and always covered in gross. And yeah, she doesn't. She like she'll sometimes like wet the bed when she's sleeping with Georgia. Or fill her diaper. <laughs> she talks about that a lot. Also, at one point, the the sister somehow gets the gets the cat in a bonnet with a with a pacifier and i'm so jealous like this and and uh georgia is also jealous of this yeah because her <laughs> like, sister would not o- have loved her sister's this. the only one the cat won't try to kill uh is, is essentially is nice. how it goes yeah because she probably could or he probably could like, but yeah like a... her sister will give her a kiss goodbye and georgia will be like it was very snotty or jammy She's like, but whatever, like, that's just my little sister. And she's the only character that Georgia is that tolerant towards. She's just like, yeah, she's my sister and I love her. And I'm, and, she, and it made my day that she gave me such a big kiss on the nose or whatever. And It's really cute. Yeah. And then you, like, have to roll back your feelings towards Georgia because you're like, okay, okay, you are human. Uh, but I'm, then, Oh, I yeah. liked this book. This book is fun. <laughs> so that, that, that leads me to my next question. So yes. since the movie is based on the first two books, more or less. Mm-hmm. Next episode. Are we covering the next book? I think we should. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would really like to, because I haven't gotten to read it yet. And I don't want to miss the important context before I watch the movie. And it's very obvious why you would have to adapt the second book as well, at least parts of the second book, because, again, there's no real story in in this book it just ends nothing happens yeah Yeah. i mean things so many things happen Mm -hmm. like so many things that i was just like whoa i like i would just i would stop paying attention for like 30 seconds and so many things would have happened the thing it has in common with the princess diaries royal engagement is that nothing happens but also everything happens exactly i do think it's much more successful than that film that being said Mm -hmm. much more witty uh, <laughs> I would rather spend time with Georgia and her mates than any time in that palace. I was thinking about that movie again and how there is one good joke. <laughs> and it's when uh, uh, Viscount Gimli calls somebody David Attenborough for making an observation about another person. <laughs> yes. And it was probably improvised by John Rhys Davies on set. 
Probably, yeah. yeah. Not a nice man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> we can't forget. Uh, good book. Uh, good book. Ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, we'll be reading the next one. We'll probably keep reading them. Honestly. Yeah. Should we just keep doing this? Let us know in the comments if we should keep doing this. Or yeah, we'd be okay with continuing to read them. But I mean, like, like by all means, let's cover the movie after the second one. Oh, but definitely. maybe we just keep reading George and Nicholson books. Yeah, there's like ten of them. Whatever, they're easy to come by. <laughs> We've got the time. We don't know when the third season of the Babysitters Club is going to air, if it's yeah. going to. From now on, this is a George and Nicholson podcast. <laughs> that it is. Uh, good pivot. Okay, so next week we'll talk about. Uh, it's okay. I'm be- wearing real. <laughs> Yeah, what is it called? It's okay. I'm wearing really big knickers. Or? Or, on the plus side, I am the girlfriend of a sex god. Yep. One of the two. Uh, It's going to be one or the other. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let us know what you think of the Georgia Nicholson series. Uh, Or Louise Renison also had another series that I believe is a spinoff from this series. Yeah. about a girl in a in a in a theater program, and, pe- and people Ooh. said I can't remember the name of it. I don't have it in front of me. But people said that it was if you want the Georgia Nicholson experience, but you want a girl who's a little more sympathetic. Uh, uh, it's about a girl in like a in like a summer theater program or something, and it's essentially the same style. I got the title wrong. It's on the bright side. I'm not the girlfriend oh, of a sex on god. On the bright side. Yeah, the uh the 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 other series has like Wuthering Tights or Withering Tights. Uh, oh yeah, the they're all puns, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's only like three of them. So you know, let us know what you think, uh listeners out in listener land. And where can they let us know what they think? They can let us know at uh Gmail at uh, gmail at pizzatoastpod.com pizzatoastpod at gmail.com they can mm-hmm. do it at on twitter at pizzatoastpod they can talk directly to one or both of us at christy admiral or at p Corey gonzalez uh also is the bear episode coming out soon yes uh, uh fingers crossed the day this episode is out uh you and brian skinner are on uh deep in bear country talking about uh valentine's day it might be my favorite one we've done so far it, it is was- raucous <laughs> yeah i think we were all in a particularly unhinged mood that day so it went it went really well yes i had to have to bleep out a swear word from brian himself <laughs> which is a i have to imagine is a rarity for deep in bear country it really you go is in knowing you're not supposed to do that mm-hmm. uh so yeah that's, that's if you want to hear more of me and christy and our friend brian talking uh listen to and deep you in do bear country. you definitely do <laughs> <laughs> go do that yeah uh, uh should we say goodbye to our nudie pants nutty pants it's nudie pants what even though it's pre- spelled with two d's uh in the audiobook it's pronounced nudie pants because then i it... refuse to say goodbye to those i'll i'll, I'll, I'll uh, say i'll say goodbye to wait let's pull out the glossary <laughs> yeah i've got to get it here okay say goodbye to your... your uh Dull? No. Uh, <laughs> duffing up? <laughs> Welks, swats. Uh, your fringe? <laughs> I would. Uh, I would say goodbye to my fringe. Your your your. You don't want to say your O levels. <laughs> say goodbye to my jogger bumps. <laughs> your PVC jacket. People are gonna love this. <laughs> say goodbye to your romper suit or your stroppy. <laughs> Uh, glandular fever is not as fun as a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
uh, your 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 Wally, your Welk. I I think Welk is really good, actually. Say goodbye to your Welk. Say goodbye to your Welk. <laughs> Let's say goodbye, goodbye to Welk. our Welk. Goodbye Welk. <laughs> goodbye Welk. <laughs>